What is up guys, it is Quinn here, and in this video, I'm gonna be going through some of the top waiver wire targets heading into week 10 of the NFL season. So talking about around five players at every position. While you guys are watching, if you enjoy the content, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. If you have any fantasy questions, it could be waiver wire, start sits, trade advice. If you drop those in the comment section, I will be getting back to every single person. And then if you guys are interested in signing up for Underdog Fantasy Football, if you use code Quinn or use the link in the description, they will double your first deposit up to $100. They have weekly fantasy drafts you guys can join. They also have these cool uh, player pickums. So you're able to choose, you know, over, under, higher, or lower. You can play uh, some for the Monday night game. One that I'm looking at this week is the Alvin Kamara receiving line. So currently the over, under is at 36 and a half. For me, I'm going to be riding with the uh, higher or the over on that one. Just looking at the last four weeks, Alvin Kamara has been heavily involved as a pass catcher. These are his target numbers over the past four weeks, 6, 9, 9, 10. He's turned that into 91, 25, 56, and 96 yards. So I feel like that uh, 36 and a half number is looking pretty solid for tonight. If you guys want to ride with that one, use the link. If you want to go the other way, they also have you know lines for the other quarterbacks. Um, you know, players on the other team. So go check those out on underdog, but let's jump into the running back position. And I feel like probably the number one locked in running back pickup this week has to be Jeff Wilson. He's owned in 44.9% of leagues. And I think when people saw that Christian McCaffrey was traded to the 49ers, it kind of seemed like Jeff Wilson was just going to be done fantasy wise. So I think a lot of people dropped him off of their teams, but then he gets traded to the Dolphins and in his first game with the Dolphins, hasn't even been with the team for the full week. He played more snaps than Raheem Mostert. He ran more routes. He was targeted more times than Raheem Mostert, and they had the same number of carries. So in Wilson's first game, nine carries, 51 yards, three targets, three receptions, 21 yards, and a touchdown. Like I said, first game, hasn't even been with the team for a week. If he is already out snapping and getting more opportunities than Raheem Mostert, that would lead me to believe that Jeff Wilson is going to be the running back one moving forward. So if you can just pick up the Dolphins running back one off of waivers, you've got to do it. If Jeff Wilson's on your waiver wire, please go out and pick this man up. Now moving over to another guy who's likely going to be leading his backfield, it is Gus Edwards, owning 39.4% of leagues. Gus Edwards is obviously dealing with injuries. He's going to be out for the game tonight, but it definitely looks like that when he is healthy, he will be the number one. So I think he definitely needs to be rostered in more leagues. I'm honestly surprised he's under that 50% threshold, especially that two touchdown game he had in his first game back. So I think he's someone we definitely need to be looking at. And then these last three guys are just handcuffs. Alexander Madison owned in 27.7% of leagues. He's the Dalvin Cook handcuff. Rashad White, 19.9%. He's the Lenny handcuff. And then Samaj P. Ryan owned in 3.8%. Probably an underrated handcuff, obviously for Joe Mixon, coming off of just a monster performance. So those are the running backs. Now looking at the wide receivers, to be honest, I feel like this is probably the weakest week at the wide receiver position. I mean, I think four of the guys I have on here didn't even play this week. So we're going to start it off with Michael Gallup, who was on a bye week, owned in 41.9% of leagues. He's definitely underperformed to start off the season. He started slow, but I think that's to be expected coming off of the ACL. I think he's going to continue to improve throughout the second half. We knew this coming in, right? He wasn't going to be lighting it up in his first few games. He was going to be a second half investment. As the wide receiver two for the Cowboys, I still think he has a lot of potential, and I do think he needs to be rostered in over 50% of leagues. Then we have Wondell Robinson owned in 19.9% of leagues. 
He has showed some flashes in his, you know, full three games this season. I still believe in the talent. I still think he can be the wide receiver one for the Giants moving forward. He definitely took a step back in his last game, but I think off the bye, he can come in and, you know, could operate as the number one. Then we have Jamison Williams, who's owned in 18.5% of leagues. Once again, at this point, he's just going to be an IR stash. I've mentioned him in a few different uh, waiver wire videos here. If you don't have anyone on your IR, I think he's a solid guy to pick up. We know he's incredibly talented. It's just about him getting healthy. And, you know, will he have enough time to rev up so he can actually be playable in your lineups? Then we have McCole Hardman, who's owned in 35.7% of leagues. And honestly, with a guy like Hardman, every week just kind of seems like a fluky performance. He's not someone who I've been super interested in. But at some point, when you look at his production over the last four games, we have to be interested and have to consider him as someone we pick up. Last four games, 12 points, 13.2 points, 28, and then 19.9. Now, when I'm doing my start sit video, I can't promise you guys he's going to be a start or even a fringe play because, like I said, it does still feel fluky, but he's consistently getting involved and, you know, they're putting him in situations to get into the end zone, which is obviously crucial on this Chiefs offense. And then the final wide receiver here, I went with Jahan Dotson, owned in 35.9% of leagues. He is dealing with that hamstring injury, but when he was healthy in his four full games, he put up 18, 17.9, 3, and 13.3 points. So just a young stud wide receiver that we should be keeping our eyes on, you know, if he does get healthy. Now, moving over to the quarterback position, this is the last time I'll be talking about Justin Fields in this video because sitting at 46.8% ownership, there is no shot this man is available, you know, heading into week 11. I think he's arguably a top five fantasy quarterback rest of season. Looking at his last five games, he's actually improved every week over the last seven, but the last five games he's built on his performances, but also, you know, has just been putting up consistent production over that stretch. So last five games, 17, 18.4, 23.4, 26, and then 42.7 points. And as a Bears fan, I'm definitely watching Justin Fields, you know, probably more than the uh, average NFL viewer. And so I feel like some people have this idea of Fields that he's just producing with his legs. You know, he's kind of in a situation where he's not playing very well, but, you know, he's just getting production on the ground. Fields has looked great over this last stretch. I mean, he did it against the Patriots, which is obviously a tough defense. The Dolphins defense isn't anything crazy, but I mean, the dude is balling out with a lackluster offensive line not great weapons. He may have some up and down games once he hits, you know, some intense defenses. But I think the nice thing for Fields is he has that rushing base where they're consistently getting him involved on the ground. And I mean, this dude has an ability to avoid sacks and then turn it into, you know, huge runs. Like, I don't think I've ever seen it. Like Lamar Jackson is a stud and maybe I'm being, you know, prisoner of the moment. Justin Fields, I feel like is next level when it comes to just avoiding pressure and then flipping what should be like a 10-yard loss into like a 20-yard gain. You know, maybe I'm overrating him as a Bears fan, but let me know. I feel like I haven't seen something like this in the NFL. The dude just runs all over the place, obviously coming off what, like 180-something yard game on the ground, but regardless, he needs to be picked up. He is going to be a locked-in start moving forward, and if he is on your waiver wire, please, please, please put in a claim, spend your fab on this man. He is going to be strong moving forward. Now, moving over to some more of like a, uh, you know, weekly throw-in plays, um, streamer options. We have Jared Goff owned in 34.6% of leagues, and he plays Chicago, who we just saw get shredded by Tua and the Dolphins. So definitely a strong streaming matchup there. And then on the other side, also a strong matchup for Fields going up against the Lions. 
Then we have Daniel Jones, who is owned in 46.1% of leagues, averaging a solid 16 points per game on the season. Going up against the Texans, I think another solid streaming play. Jimmy G owned in 18.7% of leagues. Going up against the Chargers, their defense is a little banged up. I wouldn't say it's an easy matchup. I also think Jimmy could just turn into a long-term option surrounded by all these weapons. So also someone to keep an eye out for. And then the final quarterback, Deshaun Watson, owned in 21.3% of leagues. If you're in a position where your league, you know, has a lot of QB2s on the roster or you personally just like to have a QB2, I think this is probably the time to be picking up Deshaun Watson if you can spare a roster spot you know, to uh, bring him onto your team. Now, moving over to the tight end position, the first guy here, Greg Dulcich, he's owned in 29.5% of leagues. When I saw this, like, I thought this was like a glitch. I thought, you know, I was looking at last week's waiver wire. There's this perception that Greg Dulcich is just like a weekly streaming option. This man is not someone who you drop just because he was on buy. He needs to be owned in basically every fantasy league. I personally think he's a locked in top 10 tight end rest of season. Like what else do we need to see from the guy? He has three games, 12.4, 11.1, 12.7 points. That's strong production at the tight end position. He hasn't been touchdown dependent. He's a rookie tight end coming off of an early season injury and just stepping into a super impressive route participation. Like this guy is a starting fantasy tight end moving forward. He needs to be rostered in more leagues than this. I was honestly shocked when I saw that ownership percentage there. Then we have Isaiah Likely, who is owned in 31.2% of leagues. I think with Andrews out, he's a solid tight end one play. Hopefully he goes out and plays well tonight with Andrews out, or you know, this will just look foolish for people watching it after the uh, Monday night game. But I also think it's possible that both him and Andrews could play together on the field at the same time due to all the uh, wide receiver issues for the Ravens. So someone who may even be viable once uh, Andrews is back. Then we have Kate Otten, who is owned in 4.8% of leagues. He's someone I've kind of, you know, hinted at. I don't know if I love him as a starting option just since the Buccaneers offense has been terrible, but he goes out, has the game-winning touchdown, targeted six times, turns that into five for 68 and a touchdown. So just a young rookie tight end to keep an eye on. Then we have uh, Cole Komet owning 27.3% of leagues. Honestly surprised that percentage is still so high, but he actually has his first double-digit game of the season, putting up 22 points. Six targets, five receptions, 41 yards, two touchdowns. It's back-to-back games with touchdowns here. He had a 77% route participation. I don't think he's someone you can ever fully trust in your lineup or even trust a little bit, but I do think he can turn into a streaming option in some plus matchups where we're anticipating a decent amount of Bears passing. So, you know, just had to, you know, give him a little shout here, uh, having his first, you know, kind of breakout game. But I still just feel like the volume there, you're never going to really love starting Cole Komet. But, you know, you get into the waiver wire at the tight end position, not a ton of quality options out there. Where there is a lot of quality options is at the defense, because we have a lot of solid streaming options this week. Starting it off with the Saints, who are only owned in 45.2% of leagues, going up against the Steelers. Fantastic matchup there. Another great matchup with the Giants, owned in under 6% of leagues, going up against the Texans. Then we have the Rams, owned in 32.6% of leagues, going up against the Cardinals. The Titans in 17.4% of leagues going up against the struggling Broncos offense. And then to wrap it up, another solid you know matchup here. The Falcons owned in 13.2% of leagues going up against the Panthers. Some weeks there are solid streaming plays. Others it's a little rougher. I think this is a great week to be streaming your defenses. But that is going to wrap it up for every position. 
If you guys have any questions, drop them down below. You want to know if you drop this player for this player. You want to know about trades, start sits. I will answer every single person. As always, thank you guys for stopping by. If you want to sign up for Underdog, use the link or code Quinn. Thank you, and I will see you guys in the next one.